podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menas and I'm coming to you on this beautiful Boxing Day. I'm all alone for this episode because I'm recording it very late because I've been to the Big Bash to see the Sixers v the Stars. And uh, yeah, usually when I'm all alone, I'm Mad Menas, um, you know, sledging the palms or something. But no, I'm just here to do a daily wrap. And as we approach the end of 2023, it is interesting to note that that Mad Manners episode about the Bearstow stumping was the most listened to episode of the year by far, you know, doubled anything anyone else was on. So anyway, here to you though to talk about all the cricket from Boxing Day and at the end of what I would say was well, an unmemorable day of Test cricket. It certainly wasn't one to, to live in the annals of history. Australia finished the day three for 187, having been sent in. David Warner was out for 38. Usman Khawaja, 42. Steve Smith for 26. Manus Labuschagne is not out 44 and Travis Head is not out 9. Only 66 overs of play were possible on Boxing Day because um, there was a big rain interruption in the middle of the day where they lost uh, 3 hours. So it was an interrupted play and it's not a very memorable day's cricket. No Australian player making a half century. Australia sort of dawdling along at under three and over. It was a pretty sedate Boxing Day. I'm sure the crowd that went had a good time, but certainly not a day that'll go down in the annals of history. It's a great day on Boxing Day. Anyway, let's go back to the beginning of the day. There were three changes for the Pakistan team. In came Muhammad Rizwan, Hassan Ali and Mir Hamza. Out went Safrez Ahmed, Mohammad Shazad and Fahim Ashraf. So an all-pace attack for Pakistan and still no specialist spinner. Australia were unchanged from the Perth test, so winners are grinners, no changes there. And as I mentioned before, Pakistan won the toss and they elected to bowl. Now, when Ashan Masood won the toss and elected to bowl, he's thinking, oh, we need to take every catch, we need to get early wickets. And what happens? Pakistan of old comes out. David Warner was dropped on just two of Shaheen Afridi at the end of the third over. The score was just six. So Australia would have been one for six after three. It was an edge to the slips. Pretty easy catch to Abdullah Shafiq at first slip. But he put it down. And that was the life that Australia needed because they went on to put 90 for the first wicket. Warner was out in the last ball of the session. It was the first ball of Salman and the spinner's um, spell. He came on with to bowl the last over before lunch and Warner swung at a wide one and was out for 38. But huge difference between being one for six, Manus Labuschagne coming out there to face the new ball, or being one for 90. In that first session after winning the toss, I thought there was some promising signs from Pakistan. They did bowl a lot of wicket-taking deliveries, but probably not enough balls in the right areas to keep consistent pressure on the opening batters. It was certainly tough going out there. It certainly wasn't easy batting conditions, but Warner and Kawaja gutsed out that first session. And apart from that, um, indiscriminate shot by David Warner it was would have been a flawless session for Australia but Warner was out when the score was 90 he made a nice 38 so Australia went to lunch at one for 90 then when they came out after lunch Kawaja and Labashain steadied the ship and then Kawaja 
almost a loss of concentration, uh, steered one off Hassin Ali to Aga Salman at second slip, and Kawaja was out for 42 of 101 deliveries, and that made the score 2 for 108. I would say just a loss of concentration. It was it was, it was unkawaja like and I wonder if all the stuff off the field is maybe starting to affect his on-field performance because that's a couple of starts now where he hasn't gone on with it in this this series so that made the score two for 108 and then the rain came and there was a big rain delay as I said almost three hours it looked like maybe the day would be called off but then in the late afternoon they got out there I think around uh, 4 35 o'clock local time and they were able to get in another two two and a half hours of cricket and in that time Steve Smith was out caught behind uh, for 26 off the bowling of Emir Jamal. Rizwan took the catch and it was the finest of edges. When they reviewed it, it was just a, a feather touch on the bat. You could hardly see the mark and Smith was very frustrated. He was out for 26 and it continues a long run this year of Steve Smith where he's got lots of starts but just hasn't been able to go on with it. He's averaging in the mid-40s this year in Test cricket which is very respectable but in that I think you'll find there's a lot of starts, a lot of scores between sort of 20 and 45 and he just hasn't been able to go on and make the big score and that's you know very un-Steve Smith-like, someone who's got 32 test centuries, you'd be expecting him to go on and, and make a big score but he wasn't able to do that so he was out for 26 and that made it uh, 3 for 154, that brought Travis Head to the crease and he and Manus Labashain batted through to stumps and the score was 3 for 187, Travis Head uh, 9 not out and Manus Labashain 44 not out of 120 deliveries. Just back on Steve Smith, I think he's the sort of in the sort of situation where he probably needs a break. That perhaps in the period when the IPL is being played, the fact that he hasn't been up picked up by a franchise will be good for him. Because he, he just needs a break, if you ask me. He looks tired. He's had a huge year. He's the vice captain. He carries so much of the pressure on the team. So um yeah, I'm I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just needs a holiday. So that was the first day of the Test match. Australia 3 for 187. The wicket takers, or the figures, sorry. Shaheen Afridi, 20 overs, none for 63. Thought he was a lot better today. Mir Hamza, 15 overs, none for 27. Very miserly there. Not even conceding two runs and over. Hassin Ali, 14 overs, 1 for 28. I do love Hassin Ali, and it's not just his fantastic wicket celebrations. I just think he's a scrapper, and I was surprised he didn't play in the first test. Amir Jamal, 14 overs, 1 for 47. And Agus Salman, 3 overs, 1 for 5. Got the prize wicket of David Warner in that last over before lunch. So I think if you're looking at the Australian batting lineup, slightly critical. You know, you've got Warner, 38. Kawaja, 42. Smith 26, three starts, they're all back in the sheds, so that'd be, I guess, disappointing. For the crowd, well, this is a bit of a bit of a funny moment today. The Perth Mayor Basil Zempelis, I don't know if that's how you say it, he's a bit of an AFL personality, so probably get roasted for not being able to say his name properly. But anyway, Basil Zempelis tweeted out something about oh it doesn't look like there's a big crowd at the mcg and i've got to say at times it looked like the crowd was pretty small but obviously there's people out the back having a good time 
anyway. The crowd figure came back at the end of the day, and it was 62,167. So phenomenal crowd to the first test match, to the first day of the Boxing Day test against Pakistan on a rainy Melbourne day, 62,000. That is a very good crowd. And it is also a better, it is better than the whole combined crowd of the Perth test match. So... Yes, Basil, I don't think should be criticising the Melbourne crowds after... Um, yeah, I, I don't think Perth crowds were that bad, but yes, he, he certainly looked like a bit of a fool um, making fun of the Melbourne crowd. And then when the figure came back, 62,000 was very impressive. So that was the first day of the Boxing Day test match. Lot obviously will rest on the first session on the second day. Can Australia bat through and get a big score? I think... On that pitch, in those conditions, 350 is a winning score. So if Australia can get to 350, that should be enough. But Pakistan showed enough promise today that maybe they could blast Australia out. We've we've seen visiting teams here recently, especially India, when they were out here four seasons ago, they beat us at the MCG. So it can happen, but it'll really depend on them starting tomorrow strong and not letting Australia get away and getting a big score. All right, that's it from the Boxing Day test. Let's wrap up a bit, a bit of the other news. Since the last podcast, Australia lost their test match to India by eight wickets, the Australian women's team. Australia were cruising, not cruising, but they were batting very well at three for 206 in their second innings. It looked like they might be able to save the game or maybe set India a challenging target in the fourth innings. But in the end, they collapsed, losing seven for 57 to be all out for 261. That left India needing just 75 for the win. So India won by uh, eight wickets and um, Sne Rana was the player of the match for her seven wickets in the test match. So what a great couple of weeks for Indian women's test cricket. They've beaten England at home and now they've beaten Australia at home. You know, that was the first time Australia and India have played in 40 years and that was the first time India have ever beaten Australia in a test match. So terrific stuff. Congratulations to India. Now we move on to uh, the T20 and the 50 over series, or I think it's the 50 over series and the T20 series. Um, but disappointing performance from the Australian side and no questions, I guess, around Healy's captaincy yet. But there have been significant changes. We had the fearsome combination of Matthew Mott and Meg Lanning leading the team for a long, long time. They're now both gone for different reasons. Matthew Mott is coaching the England men's white ball setup and Meg Lanning has retired. So Shelley Nitschke, the Australian women's coach, and, Meg, um, and Elisa Healy, they have a lot to prove. Uh, still a long way to go on this tour, but they'd want to finish well in the white ball stuff and win both those T20 and 50 over series. But what we can ascertain is that the Indian women's cricket team is just as good in their home conditions as the men's team. All right, now closer to home, the Sydney Sixers' Tom Curran appeal was heard and the verdict was delivered on Christmas Eve and Tom Curran's four-match ba- four ban was upheld, so the appeal was not successful. And very swiftly, the Sydney Sixers and the and Tom Curran both released statements that showed a lot of contrition, a lot of remorse, were very apologetic. But let's bear in mind, this was after the appeal was rejected. So I still think 
that they made a, a misstep not accepting the sanction originally. But Tom Curran did put out a statement saying he was very sorry, etc., etc., etc. But probably just a little too late, in my opinion. But I also think it's probably time to move on. As I said uh, last podcast, I think a four-match ban was about right for what Curran did. And that's the ban he will serve. Interestingly, today um, on the radio, the CEO of Cricket Australia, Nick Hockley, was talking to ABC Radio. And he, he's very measured in what he says. But he did make a comment that he thinks maybe did take a little bit too long for the apologies to come from Curran and the Sydney Sixers. So if Nick Hockley is just intimating that and just saying something very little, I think there's probably more there. So, look, the Sydney Sixers get a lot right. They are a fantastic uh, Big Bash and WBBL franchise. They are very good the way they conduct themselves. They usually don't make any mistakes. And I would say this is probably their first little misstep in a long time. So Tom Curran will be back, I think, 3rd or 4th of January is the next time he's available for the Sydney Sixers. They could have used him tonight because they lost to the Melbourne Stars at the SCG. The Stars were chasing 155 and they got them in the last over. It was a great game and it was was a big win for the Stars because they'd lost their opening three games. Uh, They'd lost their opening three games, sorry. So they um, really needed to win that one. So the Sixers are dealt their first loss of the season. The Melbourne Stars get their first win of the season, but they didn't have Tom Curran. Moving on now to Usman Khawaja. So if you've been following the news in the lead-up to the Boxing Day Test match, he applied because he wanted to have a dove of peace on his bat, and he had the numbers of the... uh, United Nations uh, Declaration of Rights or Human Rights. He wanted to put that on the bottom of his bat. I actually don't see a problem with that. I think a universal sign of peace is always welcome. You know, everybody wants peace in our time in all parts of the world. So I think for Kawaja to want to put a, a, a dove of peace on his bat, there really shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Uh, the only thing that has trans- come out re- in the last day or two is that when he applied to put the piece, I think he specifically put in something about it referring to the Middle East conflict. So it wasn't a general sign. And the ICC also came back and said, considering your prior actions taken in that context, we don't think it's appropriate for you to have this um, dove on your bat. Look, I think the whole thing's become pretty disappointing now. I do think there is a double standard from ICC. They let certain things through, but they wouldn't let a dove of peace through but as I said Kawaja probably was very naive when he went into this whole process and unfortunately I just think he's got a lot of it wrong well that's it from me on Boxing Day um there's been a lot of uh, the other bit of news is um Lynn Larson former Australian women's cricket captain and Michael Hussey former Australian player Mr Cricket have both been inducted into the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame so great night for them I'm sure there'll be more of that at the Australian Cricket Awards but that's it from me Menards on Boxing Day as it said Pakistan won the toss they sent Australia in to bat Australia finished the day three for 187 Manas Labashane is 44 not out he's just made one 
solitary test century this calendar year. So he'd be desperate if he can just turn this 44 into a, a, a triple-figure score. Um, he'll be desperate to do that. Travis Head is nine not out. Very exciting. Can't wait to see him bat tomorrow morning. Uh, but you've been listening to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Please rate and review the show on whatever app you listen to podcasts. Please leave the leave um, me a message on Twitter or email me. All the details are in the episode notes. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your cricket takes. But that's it from me. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up day two. I think I'll have Jono with me who's at the Boxing Day test. So looking forward to catching up with him. And hopefully there'll have been a bit more action to talk about. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.